0: This is the Gambling Gauchos. Welcome to the Gambling Gauchos. I am Rob Bro. He's Kyle. Jacobson. He's already rolling his eyes at me for some reason. Here in the Cardinal Sports Center Studio. Did I start off too hot? What was going on?
1: No, you you came in a little bit hot, but I thought you were oh. like trying to hold in a sneeze or something.
0: No. But... No, dude, I'm just excited to talk to you, man. Okay, yeah, we're good then. Uh re- car- 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 Cardinal Sports Center Studio. FDI roll. We're going to have to put that on the video. Uh, you can visit them at mycardinalsports.com or at their physical locations in Plano, Texas and Lubbock, Texas. Get your gambling gauchos gear or stock up on your matadors or Texas Tech baseball gear, Texas Tech baseball heading into the postseason. And we'll talk about that here in a minute. Kyle first how's your weekend man
1: from a sports watching standpoint not great a little brutal to be honest
0: a little bit very brutal yeah but
2: all things considered good weekend can't complain
0: happy for Justin Thomas
2: I'm not There's also a chance, I'm just being transparent with you, there's a chance that I'm not quite
1: ready to talk about this. We're going to because it okay. is one of the main topics. of Do, do you want to start with that
0: and just get it over? Or?
1: Let's do baseball. Let me try okay. to ease into this. But
2: right. uh, if I seem a little bit fiery or down in the doldrums, that's why. Okay.
0: Do you want me to start the baseball conversation? Yeah, or? sure. Yeah, I'll follow okay. your lead. <laughs> Texas Tech baseball has the opportunity to win the Big 12 over the weekend. They stubbed their toe, losing on both Thursday and Friday, the days in which they're supposed to always win with the pitchers that always win. You know, it's so unlike Texas Tech to be there in a position for a championship and then to (laughs) let let it slip through their hands. Um uncharacteristic in a lot of ways for both Morris and Birdsell. Uncharacteristic for the offense of late. It is what it is. I think, would you agree that this team might need to be an underdog to make noise in the playoffs? For whatever reason, it just feels like this team needs to be backs against the wall, They did it in Stillwater. I mean, you look at the – they did it in Lubbock against Texas. It just seems like every time they're, like, big favorites or supposed to win, they lose. The midweeks down the last stretch. TCU, huge favorites, number four or whatever, versus unranked TCU, little old TCU, big-to-champion TCU. And then this weekend against Oklahoma, it's just like, Maybe this team needs a little umph. I don't
1: know. I could see that for sure. You're right. I mean, some of the biggest series this year, like you said, playing Texas in, Aust- or in Lubbock, I think they were ranked number two in the country at the time. Didn't quite live up to that billing as the season unfolded. But, yeah, it was – and, yeah, same deal in Stillwater. So, I don't know. Maybe there still would have been that same sense of urgency had they hosted a regional. And by the way, I'm not quite ruling that out yet. A lot of people are, but I could see that kind of lighting a fire under their ass a little bit. Um, Feeling a little bit disrespected as a two seed going to somebody else's ballpark and kind of having that feeling like, okay, we're not a regional host we're we have to play at these guys place. Okay, let's do it then. And kind of coming out with a different edge or different mentality in that scenario. But I
0: would still rather be hosting the regional, even if that is all true. Oh, for sure. And I think if you're like sixteen or whatever, it still might Yeah. It, Maybe I don't know.
2: It's especially
1: frustrating, like you said, to to lose this weekend to lose the series the way you did, not getting much out of your two aces that have been so consistent for you all year, and then to win on Sunday with the pitching, you know, pretty much throwing a gem for nine innings. A little bit backwards and To miss it by one game. You know, when you start thinking back, you know, what if we had finished off the sweep in Lawrence? What if we had just taken one in Fort Worth? Yeah. You know, all that stuff starts running through your head. Uh what if Hampton had gotten healthier or got his mind right, whatever it was, one start sooner on a Sunday and you know, beat West Virginia or something like that. So that is tough. You know, I'm a big banner's fly forever guy. And so I hate Losing something like that when it is when you had a chance to clinch it at home, but just taking two out of three and weren't quite able to do it. So that it stings and was unfortunately <clears throat> kind of a bad omen for the rest of the weekend for Red Raiders. But we'll get into that later. Like I said, I think you probably also missed out on hosting a regional. I think you're close, and a lot of fans on, kind of on Twitter are like, there's no way it happens. I don't really. Right. I think it's I think it's unlikely, but I don't think it's an impossibility. I'd say maybe there's a twenty percent chance, twenty-five percent chance to it'd be one of those things if you could announce as a host, I'd be surprised but not shocked. Yes. And I know you think conference championship tournaments mean nothing. I would typically tend to agree with you, although Kendall Rogers with D1 baseball seems to think there's kind of a lot of activity around that hosting bubble and that the conference tournaments could actually matter for a handful of teams. Maybe you're one of them, maybe you're not. I don't know, but you haven't had much success there even when you've had really good ball clubs. So I'll be interested to see kind of what their approach is, if you're competitive there, and if it even
0: matters. Can we normalize not just putting thoughts into other people's mouths and just moving on?
1: I mean, I, did I
0: misrepresent you there? I generally think that conference tournaments don't matter, but I've said multiple times this week and last, that like the Texas Tech basketball team, I think this is a special scenario where your RPI is bad, but your resume is good, and that a hot week at the Big 12 tournament could matter for Texas Tech baseball this year. Okay, yeah.
1: Well, I didn't. I did. I wasn't attempting to misrepresent you there. I feel okay. like even on this All podcast, right. I alluded to a week or two ago that maybe the Big 12 tournament would come into play, and you're like, oh, no, it won't. And that has All been right. your longstanding position. Can't be. It can't every be every season before this one was a that that like me. Don't matter. So that didn't sound like me. But anyway, yeah, I'll try to normalize, not misrepresenting. You. It's just kind of hard when you are a flip flopper like that. You know, I might be misrepresenting you, but it would kind of be accidental based on the fact that you did a one
0: eighty from five yeah. minutes ago. So yeah. it's well, really kind of more of your fault if you think about it. You know, I know you don't believe in the Holocaust, but I think there's a lot of reasons that okay. <laughs> See, doesn't feel good, does it? That's
1: a little bit of an extreme example compared to. Also, you would not find a bunch of tweets from me dating back several years about Holocaust denial. You would find oh. you tweeting over and over again that conference tournaments don't matter in baseball, basketball, or anything. I don't believe that. Anyway, typically you go like one and two in the Big 12 tournament, and you're just like, peace out. We're a national seed regardless. We don't care. This time, who knows?
0: Yeah, the I was trying to pull up the um, bracket because I've got the D one baseball
1: projection. Yeah,
0: no, 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 the Big Twelve tournament bracket.
1: Oh, I don't have that. I know you're the. Your half,
0: your half is like if you don't win two, like I, I mean, honestly, if you don't win two, what are you doing? Because <laughs> it's Kansas State. I just remember it. It's Kansas State and then the winner of OU and West Virginia. So, I mean, I guess you can't beat Oklahoma, but if you could go Kansas State, win game one, and let's say West Virginia beats Oklahoma, if you can't beat West Virginia...
1: You should be able to beat Oklahoma as well.
0: Yes. I mean, I mean you, it would should, be, you should be able to walk your way to the finals.
1: It would be Birdsell getting another shot at them, right, if they pitch the same rotation they typically do.
0: Yes. You
1: should be able to beat Kansas State pretty much no matter who you send out there. Not a shot at them. They've actually won uh, a decent amount of Big 12 series this year. Um, But yeah, Andrew Morris against Kansas State, that should be a dub. Brandon Birdsell against the winner of OU West Virginia, that should be a dub. And then you're right there on the cusp of making it to the final. I think this is actually a good. I don't know if it matters in terms of hosting and RPI and all that, but I do think it is good for this baseball team to – play that four team format at a neutral site and get some of that get a taste of what that regional experience is going to be like right in a Odyssey. place
0: you're familiar with
1: right and and obviously the guys who were on the team last year are already familiar with that but this team just kind of seems like they could that that experience wouldn't hurt at all um, right
0: well and but going to arlington right the second time this year. So you, you've been in the locker rooms. You, you know the deal. You know the – True. I just you know, think waiting a, around.
1: A lot of fans have made something, maybe unnecessarily, maybe there's something to it, of when you're not in a Friday, Saturday, Sunday series, you've struggled. Like when Morris goes Thursday or whatever. Yeah. That, but as you know, the regionals and the supers, some of them are Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Some of them are Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Right. So I
0: don't and know. Generally, generally, if your regional starts on a Thursday, your super will. Right. So At the very least, you're, it, it won't be six days rest.
1: And, and I don't obviously think that there's something about the day of the week on the calendar that makes Andrew Morris not a good pitcher or something like that. But I'm just saying to be out of your element a little bit, not at your home stadium, not, not pitching on your normal day of the week, to get that yeah. under your belt in kind of a low-pressure
0: scenario
2: before you get to the regional, I think it's not a bad thing.
0: When it might be that Morris now pitches Wednesday, which would be the second back-to-back week where he pitches on, quote-unquote, short rest. Uh, Burtzell, then we go Thursday. Uh, But then, if you win the first two, it looks like you wouldn't play until Saturday.
1: This is something I'm curious about. If you do get to the fourth game of a Big 12 tournament of a regional, God willing, in Omaha, Uh uh-huh. Who's your fourth starter? You've had so much turnover. It feels like since you settled on Hampton being the guy on Sunday, you haven't played a midweek game. So I don't know. I i don't know because you need Molina. Right. He's, he's probably, by that point, pitched a lot of innings out of the bullpen.
0: I mean, I would assume your fourth starter is Morris for two. If Molina hasn't pitched a bunch, Molina for two. Birdsell for two. Bridges for another. What do you think about Becker? Becker for the final two. I don't think he's starting. He might. He might. I just just don't know. I I
1: would say it'd be Trenton Paris if he was healthy, but it sounds like he's not coming back this year. Could be,
0: depending on who it is.
1: Because they tried to start him on Sundays, or on a Sunday against Baylor. didn't work out, and then he got hurt. Right. I just don't know who your fourth starter is.
0: I don't know that you need one.
1: I mean yeah if you're perfect in the regional and you can win it in three games but you need well, I mean, one in Omaha
0: saying, but he, well there's it's so spaced out now that I mean would you chance pulling like let's say you're up 8 right and Morris's game 1 five innings 75 pitches you pull him right
1: yeah I would or you have to do one of two things. You have to either pull him as soon as you get a comfortable lead or you let him pitch a complete game, 115 pitches, right. and save every other arm in your bullpen for later. You have to kind of right. go all in on one of those strategies. Yeah, one of the either gym. say Morris is pitching again later this week or save the entire bullpen. So, anyway, um, I will probably be paying a lot more attention to the Big 12 tournament than any year prior just because I felt like you really had nothing on the line. In years past, it was funny because every year, when you were slated to either host and/or be a national seed, you'd go one and two, and everybody would always panic, even though they had seen that story three, four times before. It's like, guys, it, you know, you do this, and then you go to Omaha. That's how it's been. <laughs> like we've never gone four and zero, four and
2: one in the Big Twelve tournament. Right. It's never been our mo. So anyway. I do think there was a silver lining to this weekend. And that is that
1: I think what we've seen from Chase Hampton the last couple weeks is not a fluke. Absolutely. His last three appearances, first one was sort of a long relief appearance against Baylor. And then two starts after that, Oklahoma State and Oklahoma. Good teams. Here's his combined line from those three appearances. 15 and two-thirds innings pitched. Four earned runs. That's a 2.3 ERA, 25 strikeouts, just 23 walks and hits. That's a whip below one and a half walks and hits per innings pitched. Right. So, to me, doing that um, in Waco, in Stillwater, and then against an OU team that beat up your two aces pretty good the two days preceding, and he looks good. I mean, he's I think back-to-back games now he's matched his – career high, in strikeouts. So if you found a third guy who can pitch like that, assuming Morris and Birdsell are good to go and get back to their prior form.
0: Yeah, if they can figure it out on the off day.
1: Yeah, that's cooking with some serious gas if you've got three starters that good. And that's a lot to ask of Hampton for those numbers to hold, but even if he's 85% of what we saw, that is doable. You can win a lot of games in the postseason.
0: He looked really good at the end of last year. Right. He was
1: trusted to start game one of the regional and the super regional. Yeah.
0: Until Stanford came.
1: Stanford kicked everyone's ass that weekend. So, (laughs) so yeah, I I love what you've seen from Chase Hampton. It looks like good stuff. He looks confident. And like I said, if he pitches anywhere near like that in game three of a regional, game three of a super regional, should you need him, I think that's a really good sign for this ball
0: club. Yes. And I, you know what? This ball club needed a good sign. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, they needed Stillwater, and even through Oklahoma, I, they needed they needed somebody to save them, right? Because for so long, they just were kind of floating. I mean, almost an entire month—the month of April—just floating through. So, I kind of hope they don't host a regional. Obviously, I want to be at a regional, so I would love for it to be in Lubbock uh, selfishly. But it just it feels like this team could go on the road and need to prove people wrong. And I feel like at times this year they lose their chip. I think going on the road would provide a better chip.
1: Before we get into the latest D1 baseball projection, which a lot of fans Based on our Twitter followers seem to like. Let's give a shout out. I'm shaking your head. We'll get into it. I like the previous view better. Give a shout out to one of our sponsors, Rob. What did you have for dinner today?
0: Um, a spinach and feta chicken sausage, but I wish it was brisket.
1: I was gonna say I had um, some pork potstickers. Yeah, very good. But do you know what I wish I'd
0: had? Rahino barbecue, diversified lenders. Oh, dadgummit! You threw me off. Now go ahead had, with your rahino. I had here. barbecue. I had a barbecue at a wedding. Uh huh. This weekend, former producer of mine, Tucker Lowrance, got married. Shout out to Tucker and his beautiful bride, Colby. It was not bad. It was not Rahino barbecue. I was going to say once you've had it's, a taste, yeah, you you don't it's. It, I'm I'm kind of of the opinion there's no bad brisket. Now there could be some dry uh, it's and whatever else.
1: Have you seen Lincoln Riley's brisket?
0: Yeah, you know, and that's what I was gonna say. Some some men should stay away from the smoker, but, Raheño barbecue. I need to go. I'm jonesing. I'm jonesing. By the way, by the way, I have it on good authority. Some news is coming. I I do based as well. on Barbecue. Rojino's Barbecue.
1: I have some good intel as well. It's intel yep. that you texted me. So Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Anyways, go to com. Order before 9 a.m. If you want to get out to Olton and have your meal ready. Or you can just drive out there. They're open Thursday, Friday, and Saturday till they run out of food.
1: You know what we ought to maybe consider doing soon? Yeah. little collaboration with the 23 personnel guys yeah where food meets the goal line or food we're, we're and
0: sports <laughs> clash at the goal line almost had i've so heard close. that a billion times i just could never That'd we're fun food and sports clash
1: at the goal line. yeah we had half of our respective podcast road trip out there a few weeks ago but yeah. we need the full squad out there
0: yeah me and michael went out there but you guys were bums and couldn't make it. uh no other way around my friend
1: <laughs> and uh who knows maybe keith from red raider dugout would want in on that collaboration as well
0: yeah maybe ryan mainville comes down
1: (laughs) um the latest from d1 baseball usually pretty good at this yes they are interesting regional and i i think maybe we're not putting enough respect on the terrapins but you're terrapins you're slated to be in the college park maryland regional as the two seed your first game would be against liberty be a fun one to watch and then maryland would be paired up with four seed fairfield
0: yeah fairfield really good last year
1: maryland in this projection is the number six overall seed can i interrupt for a
0: second sure in the seminal classic booty miss new booty at the beginning by uh
2: what is it slim thug fat boy slim
0: I found you, Miss Boot. Doesn't he say College Park at the beginning? I don't know. Sorry. Go ahead.
1: Am I way off base for thinking that was Bubba Sparks? Yes. Is that who it was? Yes, Bubba Sparks. Bubba Bubba Sparks. Okay. Um, so anyway, I have not done a lot of homework on Liberty and Fairfield, or Maryland for that matter. Number
0: he six. Says, he says Calla Park, not College Park. <laughs> gotcha. Sorry. Um. So Maryland would have to be pretty good
1: RPI and resume wise to be seated number six. I'm Absolutely, not, I'm not a believer in Big Ten baseball. No, I know Michigan has had a lot of success recently.
0: Well, yes, put some respect on Michigan's name because they housed you a couple times in the postseason.
1: I'm just not a believer, though. Of all the Power Five conferences, they seem to have the least amount of juice no, when it comes to baseball.
0: They have 14 teams.
1: No, they, they have 14 schools, but like Wisconsin doesn't play baseball. And I don't know if others. Okay. In the so let's don't say they play. have
0: 10 Big Ten baseball teams. They're a two-bid league. Yeah. Rutgers and Maryland.
1: Neither of which should even be in the Big Ten, but that's a conversation for another day. Yeah. Also interesting, you're paired with the Charlottesville Regional, where the University of Virginia, the 11 overall seed, is hosting Oklahoma as a two-seed, Old Dominion as a three-seed and Penn as a four seed. Now, again, I don't know a lot about Virginia. I would think just because of the amount of juice Oklahoma has at the plate, they would have a puncher's chance at getting out of that regional. Yes. I am not afraid of Maryland. Maybe I'll change my mind after I do some homework on them. You could be playing Oklahoma in a super regional if these are the pairings, which there's a long way to go. I mean, D1 would have to have nailed this for that to be true. But
2: In Norman. How do you know? Don't, don't they uh,
0: go down and up? Or isn't it a stake?
2: I don't think so. Oh, it's
1: not? I think it's the highest seed remaining host, Right, but if, right, but if deep, it's
0: two versus a two.
1: Yeah. Then I think they kind of like reassess your regional application okay. bid. Okay. And you know, they look at the facilities and gotcha. resume. And it's all whatever, regional.
0: I think. Gotcha. Could Which be is why the that. West Texas team is going to college park. College right. Park, Bubba's Park. Voodoo, 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 rocking everywhere.
1: So I'm actually not putting a whole lot of stock into this because... No. I mean, D1 would just have to nail all of this across the board. But if you do get shipped out to College Park, again, I'm speaking with zero understanding or knowledge of Maryland baseball, but I feel good about that.
0: Yeah, and what's funny is people are more scared of a three-seed coming to lubbock because the name on the jersey then they are a bona fide one seed because of the name on the jersey did you ever play ncaa 14 like the football video game yeah 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 Yeah, a time or two did you ever play with maryland probably when you score touchdowns the guy goes the terrapins (laughs) i'd like a 20-year dynasty with the maryland How do you pick who to have a dynasty with on there? Um, well, that one was with like a couple of buddies, and it's like, right, let's start at a one-star team. You're the offensive coordinator. You work your way up, and Maryland hired me first. Gotcha.
1: Yeah, I like picking like random teams. I did. I did
0: dynasties with like UNC, Virginia Tech. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Just random. And start off at like Southern Miss. Work your way up.
1: Yeah, I would usually put one. I would do create a player, jack him all the way up to ninety nine on everything, and put him on like UMass,
0: right? Get him started.
1: Get you used try to me. win there at the group of five level with one good player, and then
0: well, a quarterback, you're fine.
1: Yeah, and then Great option deep throw. Uh, try to get pushed by a power five school.
0: We should uh, we should do some NCAA content this summer. Put together okay. the Joey McGuire squad.
1: It's going to be a little bit of a chore for me because when the gauchita was born, my video game room was converted into a nursery. Yeah, yeah. So I'll have to find some alternate well, accommodations here.
0: We're going to get a we'll have space.
1: I hope so. <laughs> but yeah, so I tweeted this and some tech fans responded. I'm just reading through them. Let's go do what we do all day. A gif of uh, an old lady nodding Sign me up. I like it a lot. Winnable. Uh, take it. Give me that in a heartbeat. But so, then you I mean, go.
0: But then you go back to last week when Texas Tech is hosting in Lubbock. But it's
1: oh no, Arizona's LSU to Lubbock. Oh no, what do we do?
3: <laughs> How do we beat a three seed?
1: You're yeah. absolutely right. I mean that. Yeah, and then you say, hey, we're going to go play the number six overall seat at their place. Oh, yeah, give me that all day. Winnable.
0: Yeah, Maryland's never done anything in baseball. Hey, Arizona's LSU was up. good oh, in the no, 2000s. No. Oh, no. Is Alex Bredman coming back to LSU? Like, come on. <laughs> My first memory of college baseball, not Texas Tech-related, is LSU in the College World Series.
1: Your first memory is what? Sorry?
0: My first college baseball memory. Is LSU hitting, like, 12 home runs in the College World Series?
1: Some of my first College World Series memories were, uh, like, Houston Street at Texas. Yeah, running in from the bullpen. Well, you were in Austin, so. Yeah, legit closer for them. Uh, But even before that, I think I remember – I can't remember if it was Oregon State or Oklahoma State, but I remember the orange and black and the OSU. And I was, like, a little kid at my grandparents' house watching that. But
0: It could have been Oregon State in, like, 2010
1: wasn't 2010.
0: <laughs> it was so a long young. time before Get that. Yeah. You're a young man. Uh, okay, yeah. Thanks for explaining
1: the joke, Rob. Hey, you're the explainer. Um.
0: Okay, I guess we have to do it now. Um, yeah. PGA fun, Championship. Fun fact, do you know what Mito means in Portuguese?
1: Yeah, I learned on Facebook this weekend. The hard way.
0: Why are they automatically translating stuff? That's what I don't want to know. I don't know. That seems – it's the Russians, man.
1: Mito played a hell of a round on Friday. Yes. Started Saturday, uh, I think one shot back, but like by the third hole. Second hole. Second hole was the leader or co-leader. He
0: he led or co-led from the second hole on Saturday (laughs) to 18 on Sunday.
1: He started today with a three-stroke lead. Nobody besides Justin Thomas, you know, behind him played very well. And so right. everybody was one, two, three over. He Justin was three Thomas over.
0: Eight strokes back. And uh, can't be happy so, for a guy like that.
1: For those who don't know, who maybe like weren't on Twitter following this, Mito golfed at Tech for one year, 2014, 2015 academic year, and then turned pro. Um, had a one stroke lead going into the 17th hole, which was one of the easier par fours on the course for the PGH Championship in Tulsa, Oklahoma. And on his approach, he had a good line, everything. They kind of speculated on the broadcast that he mishit it a little bit, but probably could have gotten the ball a little bit closer to the cup on the green. It was still a makeable birdie putt from there. And he left it. I kid you not, half an inch short on the putt. And uh, had he done that, he would have gone to seven under with a two-stroke lead, headed to 18. Instead, he had a one-stroke lead. Of course, everybody is saying, just get a par. Get a bogey. Get par. Bogey, worst-case scenario, you go to a playoff. And, dude, he'd tease off. And somebody in our Discord said it looked like he just wanted to get it over with and that it's... And I get not wanting to overthink it and standing there for too long, debating which club you want to use, but pulls out the driver and just, it felt like it happened really fast, just slices it, goes for a swim. And then you're thinking, oh no. Oh no. And it is it's like watching a, watching a train wreck. And you're thinking, okay, man, just save Bogey. It'd be hard to win a playoff, I feel like, after Bogeying to end it. But, right, but you're maybe- in the playoff. Maybe you still have a chance. Double bogeys, misses the playoff by one stroke, and we all miss out on the opportunity to celebrate a Red Raider winning the PGA Championship.
0: And then Darren Rovell interjects himself into somebody's worst moment like he always does. I I legitimately don't like him as a human being. Yeah, he's pretty awful.
1: You want to know the thing that I hate the most about him? His face, his rat nature. It's how he thinks that he's saying or doing something really insightful. Yeah. Basically, basically his whole shtick is like, hey, did you guys know that sports is a business? Right. And that's like what all of his tweets distilled down into their final form are. Hey, did you guys know that the winner of the PGA Championship wins more money than the guy who ties for third place? Yeah. Yeah, I had a hunch, Darren. Thank you so much for that tweet. $1.7
0: 1.7 million
1: more. So I, so I was like, oh, this logo showing up on game three of the NBA Finals is the equivalent of $5 million in advertising. Cool, Darren. Like, I get that I'm the nerd on this podcast duo. Yeah. But I think that guy's a nerd. Like, if nerds think you're a nerd, then you're. Wow. He's Did horrible. Can we finally
0: decide that you were the nerd and I was the fat guy?
1: I think that's where that landed.
0: Okay. I feel so bad for Mito, though. Think that's where that landed. <laughs> oh man, me too. Uh and you know, you, you realize because I've not followed Me too. Did you have you been following him all season or whatever?
1: No, I started following he's him
0: on Friday. In, he's been in some top thirties. Um, I I didn't know who he was until uh, Tech Golf was tweeting about it. So I kind of feel bad I hadn't been following the guy's pro career for a couple of years now, but you know he he went pro, won a couple corn ferry tournaments, um, and now that he's placed third, right, tied for third, he'll be in the top fifty worldwide.
2: Yeah, and he'll so he's
0: qualified him. for both the opens. Yeah, so you'll um, see no. him in the in the final two opens.
1: Yeah, I don't really follow golf that closely. I watched the major championships, so I hadn't been following Same. him. Same. Um, something that does kind of bother me. And I think people should maybe reassess are the people on Twitter who are like, oh, tough break for Mito, but he'll be back. It is not that easy to win a major championship in golf. I don't Paying think it's attention. one of those things where you're just like, oh, you know, lost this one, but we'll line him up again next month and uh, I'll go win the British Open. No big deal. Like
0: You want a hot take? Yeah. Patrick Mahomes might have played in his last Super Bowl.
1: Yeah. It's hard. It, it, it's easy to think when a guy is 25 and at or, or nearly at the pinnacle of a sport to think, oh, man, for the next 10 years, this guy. Think about in the sport of golf. You know, we thought Jordan Spieth was the second coming and fell off a cliff. Uh, Brooks Koepka was that guy for a little while. Ate too much horse. <laughs> we thought Bryson DeChambeau had broken the game of golf and that nobody's going to be able to keep up with him. Too many roids so I, I get that people want to be encouraging and like find a silver lining. Yeah. And I think and hope that he'll be competitive in some major tournaments moving forward. But yeah, I don't think that's going through his mind right now. I mean, he, he's going to have to live with this for a long time and that sucks. But no, guys like Tiger are rare. You don't just lead on the 18th hole of the fourth round of a major tournament over and over again in your career. Like this might have been his only shot. I'm sorry to be a downer there, but it's, it's, just, not, it's just not automatic that Mahomes is going to win eight Super Bowls or that yeah. Nito is going to win five majors before he hangs it up or something like It's true. It's hard.
2: Hard. I, I'm rooting for it, but.
0: Yeah. Oh, know. yeah, absolutely. Do you know what that uh, $1.7 million loss uh, that he suffered today, if he had already been game planning for that money, do you know who he could call?
1: Diversified lenders, yeah, yeah. I mean, if you uh, if you lose nine hundred thousand on the final hole of golf, uh, <laughs> one point 1. seven million. Oof! I, was, I thought one point seven was the total purse. Had he won, that's what he lost. Yeah. Ouch. Yeah. Gosh, that's brutal. But 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 he made eight seventy or something. Yeah, it's solid. But
0: yeah, like yeah.
1: I wish I could make eight seventy playing golf.
0: I wish say, I could make 870 the rest of my career doing what I'm doing.
1: I'll say another thing. Yeah. Tech fans on Twitter saying or giffing that he choked. You're not wrong. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that that wasn't a choke job. But, no. A, everybody already knows that, so you don't have to pile on. And, B, I can't hit the ball straight with nobody watching, with nothing on the line. Like, you go out there with the driver. And I'll tell you, hey, man, all you have to do is bogey it to make a playoff. And millions of people are watching you. And if you don't, you'll lose $1.7 million. We'll see how straight and how far you hit it, okay? Pressure, pressure. So anyway, but if you do lose $1.7 million on the golf course, there is good news. Especially if you're a Red Raider, you just call up a fellow Red Raider, Cole Roberts at Diversified Lenders. And through a unique combination of accounts, receivable financing and equipment leasing, Diversified Lenders will help you get the working capital you need now. If you want to learn more, Check them out at diversifiedlenders.com. I hope that none of our listeners ever lose $1.7 million on a golf course. I hope not. Adding to the brutal stretch this weekend for Lubbock area sports teams, our beloved Matadors fell 4-0.
3: It
1: wasn't good, but I'll say this. That's about as bad as the score can get in soccer conceivably it can get worse don't get me wrong but it was still a lot of fun um i was worried there would be a little bit of like a one time swell of crowd support at the first game and that like people wouldn't come back later in the yeah. summer there's a lot of people there like we got there 15 minutes before kickoff and like the lower section was already full and even the upper section was pretty much filled in in the middle um the guy with his bullhorn was leading chants and cheers the whole game yeah jordan Uh, jordan and and ryan yeah they were great and it was stuck in my head the mozos all weekend i was chanting to my wife my daughter said we love you we love you we love you and where you go we'll follow we'll follow so it's a lot of fun um yeah it was cool to see the fan support in general but there was a lot of youth soccer teams like there in their uniforms high school teams from Mm -hmm. friendship cooper were out there so, you know, you got to cherish these. They only, they only play six home games. I've already played two of them.
0: And uh, hey, it was a good miss- time. You're going to miss this. Yeah. you going to want this back.
1: <laughs> so I had a lot of fun despite the this time. the lopsided score. And by so fast. I'm going to try to make the
0: rest of the games this summer, the rest of the matches. Same. I was sad to miss it. I, I was, uh, you know, busy at a wedding. Yeah, congratulations, by the way. I had like four beers, Kyle, Dang. and a, and a Stokie. Calm down, man. Freaking hungover, dude. I feel awful.
1: Well, you, are, you are 42, so that happens sometimes. Same thing, 33. So anyway, if you don't have your Lubbock Matadors season seats yet, com. The other thing, half the people there have their Lubbock Matadors kits. Did you get a Koozie? Uh, I was too late for the koozie. That was the first 1,000 fans. But yeah, they had Whataburger ketchup and Whataburger spicy ketchup koozies. And so if you do want a kit or a scarf or a quarter zip, it's a little bit chilly on Saturday night, it did. Gear up for the Matadors at their official retailer, Cardinals. Just so happens to be a sponsor of the Gambling Gaucho. So that's a match made in heaven. But yeah, Rob, it was a lot of fun. You and I one day... Need to go do the whole experience. Let's do the 70th Street tailgate. Let's go to the game. Yeah. And then let's go to the after party at B Dubs. Oh, yeah. Do a whole evening of Lubbock Matadors.
0: Can we sit with the Mosos? Maybe. Why not? Yeah.
2: Why not?
1: What, you know what I think they need to do? What? Not trying to be a tactician or or co opt their, uh, their deal here, but all their people are in one spot and the chance don't spread very well. They need to have right. like ambassadors in like each section kind of getting things going. So it's not just one section doing the chance. Right. It needs to spread. This was funny just as like, or if they sat in the middle. Yeah. As like your typical American who, you know, soccer is probably, you know, below like football, basketball, right. NASCAR, all that for me. Um. You know, they're doing these, what I assume are like traditional soccer chants that yeah. Europe, European clubs, international teams are all mm-hmm. very familiar with. And then as soon as they do like what I would call an American chant, like a, you can't do that. Everybody joins in, but then they go back to like, we love you. We love you. yeah, We love you. And everybody's like, okay, yeah, you lost me.
0: we sure, so, do the, the ole, ole, ole one.
1: Yeah. I bet people would join I in on that, know that one now. Yeah. 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 So anyway. The Matadors will have to lick their wounds and bounce back. Almost on the first ever win streak in franchise yeah, history. Almost. Hopefully,
0: well, hopefully three. Again, three is a win streak. Two is just two in a row.
2: <laughs> two in a row.
0: What else you got, Rob? Rob I, Dog. I. I don't like that name still. Um. I feel like I had uh, something else, tech football related. Oh, tech football. Oh, you know we hadn't uh, talked to the the any USFL football. By the way, our gamblers.
1: I stopped, don't five they? stretch. Yeah, not my Kevin
0: gamblers. Kevin Sumlin. Kevin <laughs> Kevin <laughs> Sumlin. Yeah.
1: I didn't even know he was a coach. Who would have thought?
0: Who would have thought a Kevin Sumlin led team was just going to choke away every game? They've been brutal in the fourth quarter. Did you see how they lost this week. A last-second bush push. What a... Uh, awful. They lost by one. What they a career eight trajectory
1: for Kevin Sumlin.
0: Man, top of the world at A&M. Johnny yeah. Manziel.
1: He wins some games at Houston, probably on the heels of what Art Briles built there. Wins 11 games in a Cotton Bowl and a Heisman Trophy year one at a and And then Bama. just...
0: Yeah. Nothing after that. It's awful. He awful. went over.
1: Did he go over at Arizona one
0: year? No. Uh, was he the guy that, yeah, maybe he did. In 2020, did he coach 2020?
1: Was he still their COVID guy? And then Jed Fish was 21?
0: But it was just like six games, but still.
1: I think that's right, yeah. oof Was In his fact, last win against I've, Texas Tech?
0: I was about to say, I think his last one was against Texas Tech. Because maybe they beat like Arizona. Mm, no, I
1: think they lost like eight straight to end that year.
0: Yeah. And then then, six. They went over the COVID. And then Jed Fish finally got one back. Brutal. Brutal. But uh, the Generals. Defensive end Colin Hill having a good season. Hey-o. Notre Dame transferred to Texas Tech. Spent a couple years at Texas Tech. So, I just... We had never mentioned him. I believe he plays for the Generals. So... I didn't know that. I I, I think that's who beat the Gamblers this
1: week. I remember... When the AF was coming about, they had a different personnel system where each team like got allocated players from certain schools. Right. Like so every Texas Tech player would go play for the Arizona Hotshots. So I was going to be a big hotshots fan. Right. And of course, like three games into the AF they folded.
0: That was the worst one. Yeah, did they yeah, commit like, Hill something? Something like that.
1: I mean, if you do commit fraud, we hope you don't, you know who to call our friends over at Barnett, Howard, and Williams. Law firm started by three Texas Tech grads, I think double grads, undergrad and law school, office in Fort Worth, but they handle cases all across Texas. They're one of the only law firms in Texas that are certified for Title IX student representation, where they've defended students, including scholarship athletes, in Title IX litigation at all the major universities in Texas. They also handle catastrophic injury cases across the state. And for our listeners in the Fort Worth area, they handle criminal defense and family law matters. They hope you never need them, so they hope that you don't ever commit fraud and destroy the, the AF Football League. But they're here if you do. You can find out more about Barnett, Howard, and Williams by visiting their website, bhwlawfirm.com.
0: Yeah, I hope I never have to call them. Yeah, I hope you don't commit fraud either, Rob. Yeah. They seem like nice guys, though.
2: Let's talk some basketball news. I want to talk Steve Green or Darvin Ham? Is Darvin Ham official? No, I think that's
1: unofficial.
0: Do you have a Do you have a preference on Hornets or Lakers
2: for Darvin um, Ham? He's a
0: finalist in both.
2: So.
1: Mm, that's tough yeah like if i'm looking at the rosters
0: i would probably rather go to the hornets me too Um, i I don't think you know this about me but i'm a huge lonzo ball fan lamello ball yep
1: (laughs) such a big fan you don't even know his name (laughs) yeah i so i mean i think anthony edwards has turned out into a good player but when minnesota had the number one pick they i wanted them to take Lamelo. And I was like, "Who's going to play defense if it's the Mello and D'Lo?" And I'm like, "Who cares? You know, just put them out there. (laughs) Yeah, so whatever." Um, The problem with the Lakers, even though it's the most prestigious franchise in the NBA, and you know, there's something to be said for being the head coach there. The expectation, if you have LeBron, is that you're going to win a title, and they're not a title team. They're they suck. Um, Now that wouldn't be Darvin Ham's fault or anybody else who they hire. They took on a horrible contract with Westbrook. You know, they've got some other issues awesome. there. Yeah. So like in a vacuum, yeah, the Lakers job is 10 times more prestigious. But I feel like if you go to Charlotte, the expectations aren't so cumbersome. And if you do build properly around LaMelo, who's still only 21 or whatever, you could theoretically do a lot of damage if you lock him up long term. Uh-huh.
0: Yeah, I would go Charlotte too. It's hard to tu- it's it you can't turn down the Lakers.
1: I was going to say I'd go LA, but yeah, I see the case for Charlotte. Charlotte, I think has the best color combo. Yes. I love purple. I, I love have a it.
0: sick Charlotte Hornets hat.
1: I love teal. I wish more teams utilized teal, like the yep. Mariners, the Marlins used to.
0: Their redesign sucked. Horrible. The Diamondbacks. D-backs, yeah. No, they used to be way better. I liked them better when they were purple.
1: More teams need to be purple and or teal. They were purple and teal. Because the 90s, everything was purple and teal. Yeah, yeah. Remember those paper cups? The swishes, yeah. Yeah, you know exactly what I'm talking about. I know what you're talking about. You can taste the water in that cup.
0: Tastes like paper (laughs) or like a styrofoam. It wasn't quite paper, it was styrofoam. A hybrid I don't those know things what it was. are still in the mud somewhere they do not dissolve not all.
1: <laughs> but yeah I, I think based on these reports i'm not an insider of course i wouldn't pretend to be one on twitter but it seems like darvin ham is likely to be the next head coach of the los angeles lakers so certainly
0: seems like it from lots of tweets that just credit one tweet from espn quite a high profile
1: position for a texas tech red raider you know what, Rob? I'm going to pat myself on the back here. Okay. The year is 2016. Yeah. Toby Smith gets on a plane to Memphis. Everybody, and I mean everybody, says, hire Chris Beard. Chris Beard. Go get Chris Beard from UNLV. I said, Darvin Ham. Now, Beard worked
0: out okay while yeah. you had him, and then yeah. it ended horribly. Well, sure. I mean, I mean, you got Mark Adams, and yeah,
1: I really wanted. I knew this was a pipe dream, but before they hired Adams, I really wanted like a co CEO type, like a Adams, Hamm, Adams ticket. Yeah, but me Darwin Ham probably knew he was on on track to become a, a head coach in the league. So, excuse me, the association. So hard to blame him. And yeah, you kind of would think that his first job he might have to grind it out with a franchise like Atlanta or Charlotte or wherever. But yeah. Lakers, who knows, man, if the the front office makes a moose for him, maybe maybe that's a good good deal for him. But I think so. So anyway, it's kind of sad to not see him get a, a homecoming to be the head coach here. But to your point, I don't think anybody's complaining about having Mark Adams in charge here. So no. it all worked out. want to talk the Steve Green news, but before we do, I want to give one last shout out to one of our sponsors, Code Ninjas. They teach kids ages five to 14 how to level up their coding, STEM, and engineering skills in a fun, hands-on environment. In addition to the year-round programs where kids learn to code by creating video games, Code Ninjas is now enrolling for week-long summer camps. So you want to keep the ninos active, healthy, Keep the mind running all summer while they're not in school. Code Ninjas has a ton of variety of programs that you can choose from. These camps use technology that your kids already love like Legos, Minecraft, Roblox to expand their skills, creativity, and competence. Build a game controller out of bananas. Shoot an animated movie. Start a YouTube channel or create and print in 3D or design a charging robot rhino. Awesome. Limit, limitless possibilities here. Sounds like fun. I wish I was smart enough to do any of this. Had I gone to these camps as a kid, maybe I would be. Gambling Gauchos listeners.
0: Oh, is it like an adult camp?
1: You interrupted the uh, ad read there, Rob. No, it says for ages 5 to 14. I said that. For Gambling Gauchos listeners, you can use the code gauchos at checkout for $10 off any summer camp at the Code Ninjas Lubbock location. Call them at 806-370-0022. Or check out all of their great programs at Codeninjas.com. What was that phone number? 806-370-0022.
0: There's a rule in radio. You always say phone numbers three times. That's 806-370-0022. also appreciate you reading numbers that are numbers and not letters. There's no such thing as O as a number. There's a
1: good stand-up bit it's on that, zero about how like companies and flights give you the most complicated confirmation codes. It's like a mix of o, letters, numbers, o,
0: zero. He's
1: yeah. like, yeah, my confirmation code is capital I, lowercase L, Roman numeral one, 11 <laughs> capital O, zero, zero, lowercase O. So anyway, yeah, you're right. I, that is confusing when people do that.
0: Speaking of stand-up. Went and saw the Theo Vaughn show at the Buddy Holly this weekend. Mm-hmm. Y- have you been to the Buddy Holly yet? I have. I saw Boz Skaggs. That is a who?
1: <laughs> I uh I asked my parents the same thing. I was like, who's Boz Skaggs? Um a little bit of a, of an old older timer. This was funny. Um I mean,
0: it sounds familiar, but maybe I shouldn't say this. So I I'm gonna say it
1: because it's funny. I saw the uh the mayor at this boss Skaggs show and, and I said hi to him and ran into him like the next week and kind of like asked each other yeah, how'd you enjoy the show? Yeah, it was good. And he kind of like made a joke to me about the the demographics of the crowd there. And I said, yeah, a lot of, a lot of flash photography and a lot of oxygen tanks.
0: <laughs> so anyway, I think uh, boss Skaggs was like real big in the eighties, seventies. If it was Oxygen Tanks and Flash Photography, it might have been the 60s.
1: Well, it depends. Like, Were you a fan of him when you were in your 20s, or were you a fan of him when you were in your 50s, when he was starting right. out? I don't Easy know. Easy listening, yeah. I think Buzz Skaggs is like 70-something.
0: Okay.
1: I could be wrong. I, I got free tickets, and I was like, yeah, I'll go see Buzz Skaggs. I didn't know who it was either. Well, Theo Vaughn was great. You familiar? Yeah, sorry. I kind of hijacked that story. Are you familiar I, with Theo
0: I wasn't trying to one-up you. No, it's fine. Okay. You don't really do. I don't know that Boz Skaggs is the one-up of Theo Vaughn, but... I'm sure it's not. Like I said, I kind
1: of derailed your story. So um, I don't know Theo Vaughn. And just so our listeners don't think I'm a one-upper, you and I both traded songs titled Blood a couple of uh-huh. episodes ago. Yeah. And you thought I was trying to one-up you with my recommendation. But I liked yours. And I liked yours. And I yeah. said as much to you in a text message. So you did. it wasn't like but, I was trying to one-up your song choice.
0: I mean, it felt like you were only saying that you liked the song just so you could share the song that you wanted to share. No, I'll just share mine text, regardless. You were like, hey, that song was great. Here's the one I wanted you to hear.
1: <laughs> yeah, Because we were sending each other a song recommendation. So,
0: <laughs> I was I to be like, no, I enjoyed it. Hey, good song. It, it was yep. better than the one I was going to send you, so I'm just not going to send you a link to it. <laughs> no, I did enjoy the song you sent, and it, it would have been in heavy rotation in college if I had known about it. I listened to a lot of that kind of music. Like that indie folk revival type yes, stuff? Yes, absolutely. I loved it. Yeah, it's good like, stuff. The Postels and... Pop punk, vampire weekend, the steel. Yep. No, yeah, tongue tied by uh group love. Uh huh. Yep.
1: That's a weird song as far as the lyrics go. A little bit. <laughs> I thought it was normally we're making out. Yeah. Take me to your best friend's house. Normally we're making Take out. Take
0: me to your best friend's house. Normally you know, we're making out. Do you know what the real words are? No. It's marmalade we're making out. Do you know what marmalade is? Mar, uh, like jam?
1: Yeah, like that Preserves. makes no
0: sense in that context. Marmalade we're making out. Unless oh, somebody's name yeah. is marmalade.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I was like, wait, what? Anyway,
0: we're doing a song of the week this week. Yeah, it's a new bit. Yeah, it can
1: be a an off season bit. Were we getting into something?
0: Uh, Steve Green. Are we, we need to talk about Steve Green. Yeah, we can do the song of the week. I bet first. Steve, I bet Steve Green would like boss cats. <laughs> he might, I don't know. <laughs> uh what about Aaron Watson run wild horses?
1: I like Aaron Watson. I listened to him in college. I kind of got out of the Texas country stuff after yeah. college. Yeah. What uh, te- Aaron Watson a Red Raider? I don't know a lot. So many of them were. I know Wade Bowen. Yeah. Um. Randy Rogers, Pat Green. Run
0: wild horses. What do you got? I'm trying to find it. Uh, what do you have? You go first. I run wild horses, Aaron Watson. That's it. What, you want something like you want a deep cut or something? I don't know. I just you know.
2: I feel like everybody, so everybody knows Caitlin Aaron Hutt. Watson.: Okay, well, like, our, I, be well, I a didn't little get the bit here.
0: I guess I didn't get the gist of what we were doing. OK? Yeah, like something maybe a little new that folks hadn't heard. I, or most goodness. of our listeners. Okay. I got either you. heard of Aaron Watson or had the chance to hear of Aaron Watson. Here's an, uh, not an older song, but a song that nobody knows that I am a huge fan of. You going to go first now that you have one? Or are you still? Or no, you
1: go, no, you go first. OK. Do you want me to go first?
0: No, I I have one. Okay, it's called Slow Runner. Is the band?
2: Uh huh.
0: Um, we're gonna go with. Is it all one word? Uh, no, it's two. Slow Runner. Okay, what's the song called? Um, you know what? I think that that you would like Auto Happy. By Slow Runner. Auto Happy by Slow Runner. Yeah, See if I can find it. <clears throat> Auto happy? Yeah. I'm
1: not finding it on Amazon.
0: Well, that's <laughs> a real deep cut, man. I don't know that a lot of people know this one. Well, Zoom wants me to set up a professional audio studio in here. Yeah, but not to do that. No. Probably going to get a strike on Apple.
1: All right, I'm going to try to play off of now the type of music that I know you like. Yeah. And since I know you liked Blood by Caitlin Butts. Yeah.
0: Why can't I find this? There it is. I also could have doubled down with another country, new country girl I like. What's but her name? May. Uh, May... Mm, I'd have to look her up. So, first off,
1: um, Caitlin Butts kind of reminded me of Waxahachie. Do you know her or them? No. It's not spelled like the town. It's like the Indian right. tribe. Waxahachie.
0: Waxahachie.
1: But this is this is
0: not them. It just reminded me of that.
1: But Amy Helm, H-E-L-M, Mandolin Wind.
0: Ooh, that already sounds good. It's a good song. Can
1: you hear this? A little bit. It's got that authentic sound. Oh, yeah,
3: I think. Oh,
0: yeah. I I love new music that sounds like it was recorded in 1970. Do
1: you know Greta Van Fleet? Yeah. I'm not going to play too much more of this. Hoping we'd get the chorus at least once.
3: Yeah. Mandolin
1: win, you know? oh, oh, oh. Anyway, "Mandolin Wind" by Amy Helm.
0: All right. So, Good "Slow tape. Runner," "Auto Happy," "Mandolin Wind," Amy Helm. You want a bonus? Save May, it for next week. May Estes was her name. Slow runner auto tune auto happy, slow runner auto happy, auto happy. There's a lot okay. of okay.
1: Steve Green hired as the third assistant, yeah. Third, as in that's the number they have now, not pecking order, yeah, because it sounds like they're co equals per the Don Williams article and the Lubbock AJ. He joins Corey Williams and Al Pinkins,
0: yes. There, there's no associate head coach.
1: No, nobody has that title, which is so what Barrett three. Perry
0: had. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Okay.
1: So, for those who don't know, Steve Green, a uh, you know junior college Hall of Fame type guy. Right. South Plains. For forever. Yeah, currently at South Plains
2: in Leveland. His record? What? Formerly. Okay. Currently is. is like, yeah. Was, yeah.
1: 68 years old. Uh huh. His record. As a JUCO head coach, seven hundred six wins, one hundred ninety five losses, including five fifty two and one fifty two at South Plains. So he's won four hundred more games there than he's lost. Pretty, pretty good. It's not bad. And a couple national
0: can, titles.
1: Yes, three national championships. Before that, spent some time at Howard,
2: I believe. Took over for Mark Adams. Did he? I I'm asking. I don't know. The Don Williams article
1: says that they coached against each other in the Western Junior College Athletic Conference. But he can certainly recruit to West Texas. He's familiar certainly. with the people, yeah. the program, the culture out here. Yeah, And he is, I think, going to be your de facto offensive coordinator. That's kind of more his specialty, whereas Adams, of course, is the defensive-minded guy.
0: And there was a lot of smoke that, that was the first hire that Mark Adams wanted last year. So it could be that Green said he wanted one more year in South Plains and then he went and got him.
3: Yeah.
1: Adams thinks very highly of Green. Again, I'm reading Mm -hmm. from this Don Williams article in the Lubbock Avalanche Journal. Adams said, quote, he's been probably the most instrumental coach in my career as far as educating me and introducing me and connecting me to coaches on the Division I level. Give him credit for our relationship with Eddie Sutton and Pat Foster. There's some stories in here about them going to watch Red Auerbach and Celtics and uh, Bob saw Cousy. Larry Bird, not Bob Cousy, yeah. Dennis Johnson. <laughs> so obviously already an existing relationship there. Like I said, I'm sure Steve Green will kind of implement the offense. Adams will do the defense and Steve Green has had some great offensive teams at South Plains. Great three-point shooters. Yep, If your entire identity is kind of Three and D, I like that. You know, I think most nights that will win you a lot of ball games.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, you can do the three part, right? We're, so we are really bad at that last part. year. Yeah. So you wonder, you know, it seems like they've been recruiting to that skill set
0: this offseason. Certainly, it was uh, like they were recruiting to that last year, though. Mm. You think back, Sedar Sar- Calhoun. Whoa, forty-two percent three-point shooter. Wow, wow. The Winthrop kid okay, shoots so, a good thir- three-point clip. Wow, Davian Harmon. Wow. I don't
1: you know, know if any of them were viewed Warren, as three-point sorry. shooters.
0: Sedar Calhoun was.
1: Yeah, he wasn't even on the team in like December. So
0: I'm not talking about December. I'm talking about recruiting to a certain type.
2: Okay, I don't think they were recruiting three-point shooters last year. Is this one of those things where like nobody's allowed to disagree with you on it? (laughs) I think if they
1: saw Davion Warren and Adonis Arms and thought to themselves, those guys are three-point shooters, then it was either a bad eval or they weren't recruiting to that skill set. And that's okay because they won a lot of games with the personnel that they did have. Right. I'm just saying three-point shooting was not your identity, and I don't think that they recruited to that. If they did, they whiffed on some evals. Are you gonna be like the mad girlfriend and just be like, okay, no, okay, no, fine. that's fine. Yeah, right. that's what you think. Yeah, cool.
0: yeah, cool. No, I just you just kind of discounted what I said real quick and then. No, I. threw a personal shot at me. Okay, here's the difference. I think from that an unrelated, um, conversation we had off the pod. Now you're bringing it on the pod.
1: Oh, no, I think that they, if that's uh, what you
0: want to do. That's fine. <laughs> I think Sadar kahoon calm down. Cal- <laughs> don't tell me to calm down. Sodat Cohoon was evaluated as a great three point shooter, and a lot of people were like, Oh, he's gonna be great at threes. And then he was awful and he
1: didn't play and he quit. Okay. And what I'm saying is there's a difference when you have to replace eleven guys from the year before or 10, whatever it was. Was 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 Hang Kevin on. O'Banner was Kevin I, O'Banner, just one point here? Was Can Kevin O'Banner a
0: three point shooter when they O'Banner is a
1: take no matter what he was one of the most coveted guys in the entire transfer okay. portal? All right. So here's what I'm saying if I could be allowed to finish one thought in between your robfuscating and gaslighting, is that when you recruit 10 players, some of them might happen to be three-point shooters, but that doesn't necessarily mean that they were recruiting to that skill set. So O'Banner, yes, was one of the most coveted guys in the transfer portal. Would have been a take at any school. Okay. And he happened to be a 40% three-point shooter.
0: Yes. I think we're mixed up in some semantics a little bit here. Okay. Uh, I will concede your point. Okay. Not like a mad girlfriend. But Donna's Arms did shoot 35% at Winthrop. (laughs) That's like...
1: It's mediocre. That's like not above replacement level.
0: Okay. I'm just saying that's not... I just think they probably thought they
1: were going to get more out of him than they did. You look at that and you think, okay, a guard should shoot about that much. You don't look at that and go, that's a three-point shooter, bring him in, because our identity is D.
0: Davey Warren, 37.
1: Uh, I would say they recruited Adonis Arms for his length and athleticism to play Certainly. defense, and he Certainly. happened to
0: be a 35% three-point shooter. Uh, Luke Adams was interviewed, I think, by Chris Level the week that Mark Adams was hired.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And Lovell asked a question like, you know, what kind of player does your dad go after? Does he just go after defensive players? Is he just going to go after athletes and make them fit his system? Does he get them to buy in? And Luke said, no, he he wants the dream is to go recruit elite offensive players and have them buy into the defense because he knows he can coach defense. It's harder to coach offense. You have to get guys with that skill already. So. Yes, I do think there is more of an intentional recruiting philosophy this year. Recruiting offensive stars. Yes, I agree.
1: Because I, I think like Jalen Tyson, all right, recruited, re-recruited, right. He's, he's got the frame and the skill set to be a, an elite defender, but they recruited him for his offense. Demarion Williams, volume shooter. They could teach him defense. So I think last year also. Kind of the year point, they just needed guys like they needed a roster. They didn't have anybody coming back, they had no freshmen coming in, right? So, um, anyway, I'll, I'll be curious to see how the identity shifts with both the personnel and with Steve Green sort of running the offense because Barrett, yeah, and- Peary, I'll be honest, seemed like a little bit of a misfit because we looked at all his Portland State numbers and it was all tempo, full court press and that didn't really seem to be your identity on offense this year.
0: No, you hardly so, did any of that.
1: It's like, why would you hire a guy that is on the far end of the spectrum on that philosophy if he's not going to implement that? So I'm curious if Green gets a little more control or if the team looks a little more like his offensive philosophy at South Plains versus Peary's offense at Portland State. Because the Adams defense isn't really built for – Tempo high possessions like that's the whole point of that is grind it out lower possession games. No, but if you're gonna work.
0: if you're gonna shoot a bunch of threes, you need possessions because if you're not shooting well, you need to shoot right. a bunch of them. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see. Uh, obviously, the period stuff didn't work out because he's not here anymore, right? Right. right.
1: Matthew Meyer announced yeah. he is not staying in the draft and he is not going back to Baylor. Can you imagine <laughs> Devion Harmon at the one? Jalen yeah. Tyson is either 6'6 or 6'7 at the two. Scoring, playing defense at that length. Matthew Meyer, 6'8 at the three. Kevin O'Banner, 6'8 at the four. Uh-huh. And Fardoz, our boy Fardoz. Check out our, our on Patreon. Yeah. 43% shooter from three at the five. Devion Harmon is like the weak link there shooting like yeah. 37% from 3. Yeah. And that's not really his game anyway. Dude. That would be Oh my gosh. I can't. I can't even fathom how much fun that team would be to watch. Is it is it the mullet? Is that why people aren't all in on Meyer? Why why is there
0: Apparently he cut the mullet.
1: I mean, I don't care. He, he's a He's a ball Did player. you
0: did you enjoy when Kevin McCullough announced that he was going to Kansas? <laughs> um. So why are you relishing getting a star from Baylor? I just don't get it.
1: Um, two things there. Okay. Matthew Meyer played 21 minutes per game. At Baylor. Okay. Kevin McCullough played 30. And his parents
0: so if he can't start at baylor why is he starting here
1: he did start at baylor okay
0: and i trust the numbers
1: the analytics say he's the best player in the transfer portal like by okay. far all right so anyway it's understandable for a guy that good who's getting 21 minutes a game to say to himself i want to play more it's stupid for kevin mcculler's parents when he's getting 30 minutes a game and also skipping games where he was cleared to play to you elaborate on that Uh, yeah, he was cleared to play by team doctors for Oklahoma State. He skipped that game, and he lost by one or two points or whatever it was. His team could have used him, and he said no thanks. And then turned around and said, "But also, I don't get enough playing time here." Do you Do you have that on good authority,
0: or where'd you hear that?
1: Yeah, I have that on very good authority. Okay, I don't mean you don't
0: don't normally uh go off like that. I didn't really
1: go off. You. Asked me to expand on a point. Well, I, I just,
0: you had tweeted that a few times and I just hadn't heard that story. I wasn't privy to it. The other thing is like, if you're going to go, just go. Right.
1: This is his third announcement that he's not coming back to tech. It's like, dude, we get it. And yeah. like, I, I I, don't really understand like Hyatt's take on this. He's like, how could anybody be mad? I was like, okay. Uh, yeah. He's leaving for an in-conference rival. So is he, Meyer. He doesn't think highly of the coaches or the program that supported him were very supportive of him. NIL wise, fan support. Yeah. It's like, what the hell were you looking for? Right.
0: That you're going to find at Kansas.
1: I guess he just wants to be a ball hog for 35 minutes a game. That's not going to happen at Kansas. He wants to uh, shoot more. He's not a good shooter. He's good at other things. I hope it does. You hope he plays 35 minutes a game at Kansas? And they run the ball through him? Yeah. I, so I was they talking won't be as good. I was talking to a, a UT fan. Yeah. Who, um, that was mean. I'm sorry. I guess didn't like that I was talking crap during the season when you beat them twice. And he's like, Hey, where's K-Mac going? I thought people only wanted to transfer out when it was beard. <laughs> and I was like, I mean, first off, a lot of guys did transfer out under beard. Second, like, yeah, Kmack was solid. He did a lot of things really well, but those are the things he doesn't want to be asked to do. And he wants to be featured in ways that he's not very good. He's an elite defender. Yeah. If he's a, a wing, a perimeter defender and a slasher on offense. Great. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. Please stay true point guard. Who wants to shoot a lot? No, no. So I said, yeah, he's solid, but he's replaceable. I don't really know what that has to do with a bunch of players running off under beard. Um, and their parents publicly alleging that beard bullies his coaching staff and players, but, I guess By that's the only thing they have when they you know, didn't get yeah. as far as you in the tournament, went 0-2 against you. And I don't know.
0: By the way, the the guy that you're referring free. to uh, committed to West Virginia. The guy? Meyer? Drew Mitchell.
1: Oh. God, he almost gave me a heart attack there.
0: No, 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 no. So, yeah, it's
1: not just that Kevin McCullough is going to an in-conference foe. That's okay. part of it. And, yeah, I'm being a hypocrite. Like, I would totally... Like, if Ochai was like, I'm going to go to Tech next year, i will be like, let's go. But, you know, and, and I think Kansas fans would have the right to feel a little bit betrayed by that. They'd be like, hey, dude, we gave you NIL, we gave you playing time, fan support, we're yeah. a winning program. Like, that wouldn't make sense for Ochai Abadji to transfer to Tech. And it doesn't
0: really make sense for Kevin McCullough to go to Kansas. I'm really excited for Baylor fans to talk about Meyer stepping down to Tech. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. Baylor was a really bad fan base to give a national championship to.
0: Oh, my gosh.
1: Like, there's enough arrogance. Going I mean, all 4,000
0: of them that showed up to those basketball games really deserve it.
1: I mean, it's like a forever Trump card, right? Like, they have that forever now. Well, oh, until, until national you get national one. Chance, national chance. Horrible fan base for that to happen to. Awful. So, yeah. Even though you went 2-0 and against them last year, went further than them yeah. in the Big 12 tournament and the NCAA
0: tournament, I'm sure they would view that as a step down. And they won the football Big 12 championship and the women's basketball Big 12 championship. Brutal. All like back to back to back. Absolutely brutal. Joey looked like he had a good weekend, though. He was also at a wedding.
1: Oh. Was, that, was I unfair to Kevin
0: McCullough at all? <laughs> no, I just wanted you to say that you were being a hypocrite, and you did.
1: Uh, partly, but I I do think there's a distinction there. Sure, like sure, like three three a, year
0: starter versus one year starter. Yeah, yeah, okay, all right.
1: And like, uh, your dad is a it's a football right. Letterman. Yeah, but and again, Matthew Meyer
0: didn't tweet. You know, Baylor Bear for life.
1: I, I this, get it. This fan base, I, the program. I don't know what more. Like, you're not a point guard. You should be playing small forward. We let you play point guard. You have the best practice facility in the country here. The best home court advantage in the country here. Your dad went to school here. I'm sure you've got NIL money lined up had you wanted to stay. And he said no. And he tweeted it publicly three times. It's like, okay, just leave them. And no, I'm not going to support you or wish you the best of luck there. Just go. And that's that. I feel like people have this. It's got to be one of two things. Either you support them forever or like they're enemy number one now. And I'm neither. I'm like, just leave. And if you don't have Texas Tech across the front of your chest, I'm not going to root for you. Doesn't mean yes. I'm rooting against you. Like I don't want him to get hurt there or fail there, but
0: I don't root for guys at Kansas, I root for guys at Texas Tech. It's just the way it is. And I'm not gonna root against him until he comes to Lubbock, then I'm gonna boo the shit out of him. <laughs> a lot of other people are. And okay, this is another thing. But I'll I boo the crap out of everybody that comes here. So
1: and I sugarcoated this earlier when talking about NIL and the transfer portal. But if you're a grown-up and professional enough to decide you want to transfer then like face the music. You don't get to play the victim card. Oh, tech fan to is so mean to me on Twitter. I had to turn off my replies. The hate I'm getting is unbelievable. Please don't boo me when I come back to Lubbock. Like, no, just leave and we'll beat your ass next year and make you regret that you ever left. And you had a chance. Here's the thing, Rob, in the world of NIL, there's always a bag to chase, but at some point, these guys are going to learn that legacy means something. Yeah. And, and that Norenz Odeyase Keenan Evans guys like that have built so much goodwill it's priceless and they're going to start to see the value of playing for a program like this for their entire college careers instead of inexplicably bouncing and making three public statements that you're bouncing to an in-conference opponent that is all I have to say on that
0: speaking of North Serdiace, the what's basketball tournament huh? what's his name Norris Odiase. It was I like a Norris <laughs> a couple R's I in you there. But... Let, I thought you let me slide by on that one. Speaking of Norrence, uh Air Raiders, the basketball tournament. Uh, oh yeah, we're Norrence coming for the title, Matt baby. Norris and Matt Mooney back to in there. I I would almost guarantee that's what I was going to ask. Who who do you want? How many How many guys are on the roster total? Uh, let's say ten. But give me three. Give me a starting five.
1: Okay, starting five.
0: With Norrison and Mooney.
1: I'd go. I guess, Oh, well, yeah, I, I'd put Tariq out there. That's a little bit post-heavy for my liking, but.
0: That's how they started uh, mm-hmm. when they went to the championship game. Yeah. Um, you need some three-point shooting. Davide. Davide. Now, I don't know who's, like, playing, because Todrick Gocher is about to play his championship game. Keenan me, Evans is still overseas.
1: Give me Jay Crockett at the three. Moretti. He was still playing at guard. Yeah. And if I could, if I could actually add it, Norris would be the sixth man. Tariq Owens would be my starting five. Jay Crockett stretch four. Mm -hmm. And then Mooney, Keenan Evans, and Moretti at the three guard spots.
0: Or you get one non Red Raider because they always have a couple of like, Guys that come out and and you know that aren't really Red Raiders that come out and play. Oh, somebody
1: who's not a Red Raider.
0: Uh-huh. Um, Kevin McCuller, <laughs> <laughs> alumni. Um, uh, I think Andrew Sorrels might be coaching or GMing. Oh, that'd be cool. I think he is.
1: Um, because Norton said Raider. something
0: about Andrew Sorrels putting together a monster. I think Andrew Sorrells is a uh, grad grad assisting protect.
1: Mm, I don't think so.
0: Either him or Parker Hicks.
1: Parker is. Parker Hicks is. Andrew Sorrells, though, is just, uh he works in the athletic department. He's doing um like fundraising development.
0: Oh. With um Cam Warren?
1: I don't know. Is that what Cam Warren is doing?
0: Yeah, wh- what's that called? The Red Raider Club? The no. Double T varsity club? Mm, no. Maybe not. Also, when do we start calling Matt Mooney Mr. Final Four? No, he's Moonswag. His his handle's not Moonswag anymore either. Never has been. It's Matt M. (laughs) Mooney. What do you think Matt Mooney's middle name is? Morris?
1: Mike? Moonswag.
0: Matthew Michael Mooney?
1: It's Matt Moonswag Mooney. Um... I don't know a non-Red Raider to be on the team. Um,
2: How's about... How about J.J. Culver? Oh, that'd be fun. Drop the
1: 100. Drop a hundo. Yeah, that'd be fun. Oh, Jordan Brangers. Yes.
0: Marshall Henderson.
1: (laughs) Marshall Henderson, Jordan Brangers, and Moretti. All playing just shooting NBA 3s all day. Let's do it. God, Jordan Bringer's—it was like NBA threes, but like 10 feet behind that even. It's crazy. I wanted him to come to Tech so bad. So bad. I don't know if it would have worked, but it it would have been entertaining
0: to watch. Oh, yeah. Well, that era. Anyways. All right, my head is about to explode, so. Okay, thank you to
1: Cardinals, (sighs) Rahino Barbecue, Diversified Lenders, Barnett, Howard, and Williams, Code Ninjas, and the Lubbock Matadors. Mavs are down by eight. The twins are 25
2: and 16. Mavs are getting swept, dude. No, they'll, if they don't win tonight, they'll get it in seven. Mm-hmm. Let's see here. Slow runner, auto happy. Amy Helm
0: mandolin wind yeah also uh she wants to wrap her legs around the world that's a good one check out our patreon channel
1: patreon.com slash gambling gauchos we've got two interviews up there now fardoz amac if you haven't had a chance to listen to that one yet yeah and will culpepper texas tech football letterman who kind of talked us a little bit about the matador club nil i think we're gonna have a an interesting follow-up discussion on that um not this coming week but the week after that Going to keep building that Patreon uh, content. So subscribe, $5 a month. Gets you access to episodes early, exclusive episodes, and the Discord server. Any final thoughts, Rob? Oh man, I'm good. All right. Love y'all.